welcome to FIA Goes PC. This is episode five. We've finally got into our fifth week, so we're past the month margin. And we're here today with the Unicorn Slayer. Hello. Say hello. He hello. Has. He has. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> and the Urban Oracle. Say hello. Greetings from the other side. Nice. And of course, I am your host, Danny Hale, aka Rebel Zen. And with us also is our producer, Wynn. Say hello. Hello. Awesome. So today we're going to be discussing uh, the past couple of weeks. We missed them for the first week of production because you guys were busy doing things, weren't you? Yeah, I was a little bit busy, unfortunately. Yeah. So we had Herbo busy. And uh, how about you, Pete? I had to work. You had to work. It's a hard life. So yeah, so we're now here. We've finally got the group together. This is exciting. We've never had two guests before, have we? At the same time. It's crazy. So yeah, we're here to wrap up. Everyone probably heard our wrap up, but we're going to elaborate on that and get your guys' view on it because this is kind of new to you, isn't it? All of this adventure. Completely. Never done yeah. anything like it before. 100%. It's, uh, it's definitely a new experience for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go through because the first week, if you guys remember, I'll just set it up for you. The first day of production was on that canal boat, wasn't it? And we were setting everything up on a canal boat. How was that? Have you ever been on a canal boat before? No, first time. And um, very random that you've got a few locations in mind. Yeah. None of which involved a canal boat. I turned up. <laughs> and you're like, right, we're filming on a barge. All right, then. Right, yeah, why not? Yeah, because we had, like, nice trouble, as you do, with location management and weather and all the kinds of things that make it uniquely British. It's actually quite a fun thing to uh, film in England because we're known for our non-tropical weather and uh, anti-film climate. And yeah, it's it's kind of cool. So how did you feel about it? Were you okay with it, Chef? Um, I was alarmed at how fast it went. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was uh, such a high-speed boat, I uh, almost lost my head. No, it was super slow. It was, it was. It was. <laughs> I was about to say, were we on different boats? Because there was people walking along the canal quicker than yeah, us. Yeah. Canal boats are known for their supersonic speed of four miles an hour. So yes, we enjoyed how uh, how brisk it was, didn't we? Yeah. You know, it's crazy times. <laughs> While but, we were on the boat, though, the weather did keep up, which was really, really good for us. You know, yeah. We was able to uh, uh, film outside and um, do everything that we needed to, even though it was on the boat. So um, it, was, it was really good. It yeah, really good and he, he makes a good point. It was fair to us. Mm. It's a good job we didn't try and film b- below the boat, though, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> dragging, the, dragging the cameras into the rivers of... We'll probably see a few monsters, I think. Got to be a one at least one monster in the Birmingham Canal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Shopping trolleys. Shopping trolleys <laughs> and... Uh, Beanbags. Rab- rabbit skulls. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's I'm the worst sure. transformer you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's the makeshift transformer of shopping trolleys and rabbit skulls. Um, that's that's the, uh, the Birmingham Canal monster. It's kind of like Loch Ness. He's which, called Dave, apparently. What? The Loch Ness Monster? No, no, the Birmingham Canal one. Oh, is it? Dave, Dave, <laughs> Dave the Monster. No, it's got to go for a drink with. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same ring as Loch Ness, does it? I'm convinced the Loch Ness Monster is actually a really fat guy with flippers. You know what I mean? And he only comes out, he's, he's, he's probably called Angus McDougall. And uh, he just hangs out by, by, the, by the river and waits for the right spot for the right American tourist to turn up. Anyway, this is so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. But uh, yeah, so the first day... <laughs> On the canal boat. And uh, yeah, so where did we go from there? We, we had you uh, doing a tour of Birmingham, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, I was up and down, I was. Um, I remember we walked around the actual edge of the uh, side where the canal boat dropped us off. Uh, yeah. We did a lot of walking. I was a 
on top of a bridge where a lot of cars were going now. You know me and Heights. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, it was almost <laughs> like everything that Shaq was uh, worried about, we made him do on the yeah, first day, yeah. which was very good. You got to throw him in the deep end, haven't you? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you can't swim, though, can you? No, no, no I can't no. either. So throwing me in the deep end is not... <laughs> <laughs> it's, not it's not acceptable. It's, it's not the thing we should be doing. So, uh, yeah, so we had... I mean, to set it up kind of... Uh, especially with Shaq, a.k.a. Urban Oracle. I have to, I, I have to uh, give you his real name. Because props to Shaq. Hi, Shaq. Um, but yeah, like... God, the the first... government's going to be after me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm giving you all the details away. That that comes later. But basically, like, the first day was quite weird for you. Because we had you walking pretty much everywhere, didn't we? Yes. And yes. it was... Um, it was unfortunate that you had a fear of heights and that we needed a nice location, which involved heights. So we dangled him, really, above a bridge across the main road, which which is nice. I think that, that makes the fearlessness that you need to be a, a decent actor stroke presenter, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, for some reason, people were taking pictures instead of helping me. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, uh, that was a, a bit strange. We call, um... we call them fans. So, so, so fans fans don't care about your health they just they just care about meeting you really so we had we drew a big crowd of probably uh five people in the iguana it was a good day and uh how were you with the boat pete were you okay i loved it you're a good driver i thought you you drove the boat really well i was surprised you know he just said yeah it's all yours yeah yeah and uh everyone ran off and uh, yeah. gave it to you didn't they i think it's because you look like a viking so. Yeah, we, we, we're good with boats, you know. <laughs> That's right, invaded a lot of countries once, didn't you? They normally go a bit quicker, though. They do, yeah. yeah. They I tried do. to put a turbo on it, but apparently maybe, they, don't, they don't go on barges. Maybe in the Viking world, it's the equivalent of a lowrider. Because you, you were talking about uh, putting hydraulics on canals. Yes, 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 I was really. I actually um, asked the captain before he handed it over to Pete if we uh, could put a few hydraulics on there. <laughs> Me and my boys would do it 10 minutes, 15 10 minutes. Max. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to put hydraulics on everything? Yes. Yeah. Including yeah. buildings? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you need a bouncing city. Everyone yeah. knows it. Exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd provide the neons. Yeah. That's my job. Mm-hmm. I like Maybe people can find us some race car strips, you know, the flames that go across. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Some decos. Yeah. Get faster stripes on your four mile an hour barge. Yeah. So, of course, uh, that's our new business enterprise, Pimp Out Your Canal Boat and mm-hmm. Buildings. Uh, uh, com. Uh, coming to a uh, interweb near you on Friday or to Saturday or maybe 25 Decades from now, I don't know. Um, so from the amazing journey of the uh, rivers and canals and bridges of Birmingham, we move swiftly towards the flight school in Coventry. Mm. How did you feel about that? Because that was quite special, wasn't it? Yeah, That was bonkers. Yeah. While you guys were filming, I got a little uh, private tour of the other one. The other one? Yeah. Yeah, you got the bigger, the uh, the one that moves, Yeah, as we say. Yeah, the bigger the bigger spot. So I got to sit in the you know the the, the proper seats, the captain seats and stuff, and see all. See how what it I don't understand this. Why would you ever put you in the front of a plane? It's just. Well, I, I, I've done the barge. They thought I was ready to step up. Yeah, yeah. So it's the next. He's done his. He's done his twenty three minutes on a boat. So obviously he's a commercial pilot. Obviously, exactly. That's how it is. No, the, the, but we got to give props because the Coventry guys were great, weren't they? Yeah, they were, they were great really guys. Good bunch. And none of us knew existed. That's what we were talking about last week. We were like constantly thinking, did we know there was an airport in Coventry? No. And it was kind of right in the middle of the countryside, wasn't it? Yeah, lovely. It's kind of strange. And and we had, do you remember our, our sort of uh, kick the beetle? 
Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, cruel but fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. No Beatles were killed in the uh, Kick the Beatles sessions. It was more like they just skimmed happily across the floor. Yeah, George um, Harrison was fine afterwards. Yeah, he was fine. Well, he's kind of not fine if you think about it. But uh, yeah, Paul and Ringo are uh, still with us. Uh, they're, they're quite happy. All right. Shaq's dying. Yeah, Shaq's Shaq, Shaq's on the edge now. Um, yeah. So yeah. Paul, Paul and Ringo, Ringo, Ringle, Paul, Paul and Ringle, Paul and Ringle are still with us. Are you liking that? Oh god, this is insane. Good hip hop band, the uh, Beatles. Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they made they actually paved the way for a lot of musicians, including hip hop artists, to actually make a way for themselves. So I can I always appreciate the Beatles. Well, I, I gotta say, I did like Biggie's version of Yellow Submarine. It was great. Mm. Yellow Submarine. It's a bit of dubstep. See, you just killed a conversation. That's what he does. He turned us to a muted spot. That's why he brought me in, isn't it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> our our uh, professional conversation killer, as yes. well as unicorns. So, <laughs> let's move into... So, if you just set it up, because you had a quite a strange experience at the back of the old simulator, didn't you, Shaq? Because you had to ignore what was going on in front of you for most of the day. Yes. Did you get time to see all of the uh, stuff that was going on? Yes, I saw a little <coughs> bit of it. I saw a little bit of it, to be fair. Um, I knew that there was a lot of uh, button presses, a lot of switches, and uh, a lot of crashes. And that was that was literally <laughs> just us using the camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there was a guy flying a plane in front of him. So, yeah, when you're using the camera, obviously there's a lot of button pressing. There's, uh, <laughs> sometimes it crashes. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, but it's kind of complex, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's quite a complex thing, a cockpit of a plane. Mm-hmm. It's different. Like, I didn't realise that there were so many um, different things that you could play with. Yeah. I, I really wanted to uh, touch everything. Yeah. And then I realised that uh, if I did, I'd probably crash the system. Well, it, I always think, yeah, yeah. I always think it's quite weird how much it looks like a sound mixing board. Yeah. It does. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It does. Like a lot of panning switches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what really got me, though, is um, when they wanted to turn it, because obviously it was, a, it was a Boeing 747, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's one of the commercial airlines. When it's on autopilot and they want to turn, all they do is just turn a dial to yeah. the degrees yeah. that they want to go and yeah. the plane just goes. It's crazy. So it's almost like, like suggesting that most commercial DJs of the world could fly a plane. Correct. <laughs> yeah. What you do have to remember though is that you have to start in a barge, first of all. You yeah. have to start. Yeah. You have to do your <laughs> 23 minutes exactly. on a barge. Yeah. And then you move on to further. It, it's a hard regime, but yeah. you yeah. know, some of us have got to do it. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would probably <laughs> settle for. Five minutes on a Dodgem car. Oh, that's just taking it to the extreme now. No, because I think five minutes on a Dodgem car prepares you for most things in life. You could call it an anthem, really. So anyway... A crash course. Yeah, crash course. There you go. You would actually. It would be a very good crash course uh, because you would probably crash. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Captain Chris, what a guy. I have to bring him up again. Second week I mentioned his name because, you know, he was a great guy, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was. He was really accommodating and he, offered, he even offered me a sandwich. Yeah. Which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good day. So did you think anything of Coventry? Had you been there before? I'm not there very often. Um, coming out of the city, all I see is buildings and people chattering and people talking. So um, going out into Coventry, there was a, a lot of open space. 
and uh, just play, just seeing planes, just not really parked up in any sort of order, just on the grass like that. It was jarring for me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah, It was really, really intense. It's different, man. Mm-hmm. I, I always kept thinking I was in uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I was <laughs> just like, hijacking one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to pull you back a few times. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I became the in- incarnation of Trevor Phillips in uh, GTA and tried to steal a couple of light planes. But uh, enough about that. You had to use your training so you can. Yeah, no, I I was intimidated by the fact that uh, I didn't know it's a hot wire plane as well. Um, (laughs) So there was that. Slightly intimidating. And that there was lots of people around watching me try and do it. So that's never a good thing. Uh, I'm I'm known for my stealth and... Mm. Pretty much when you wear a neon vest that flashes in the middle of the daytime, <laughs> people know where you are. So not a good thing to do. But what about a cafe up top? Because we never really talked about that last mm. time. The cafe up top was different, wasn't it? That was lovely. Yeah, it's it's cool. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run by a family. Mm-hmm. And just big this up because if you're, like we said last time, if you're ever in the uh, country area or curious about flying, it's probably one of the best places in this country yeah, to absolutely. actually learn to fly, you know. Definitely. Quote Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. <laughs> um, the rates were actually um, a lot cheaper. They were saying than uh, normal flight schools because yeah. or normal uh, flight simulators because yeah. a lot of them were like five hundred, six hundred pounds, and this yeah. is a lot yeah. cheaper. Yeah. So this is by the hour. Yeah, yeah, and it's also they do that thing. I was saying uh, to Win last time, it was interesting how they do that deal where you can fly yourself to France, yeah, and have lunch and then fry, 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 <laughs> fry yourself back, uh, which is. Uh, Incorrect. You, you shouldn't. You shouldn't really fry yourself at all. No, really, no. Um, especially but, during a plane trip. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite hazardous. So yeah. that's a disclaimer right there, Shaq. Thanks for telling everyone that. Do not fry yourself on a plane. No. But you can fly yourself. That's that's the important thing. So you can fly yourself yeah. to France for lunch, and yeah, you could fry yourself for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And then fly back. It's a lot of tongue twisters in this. I do feel like I'm back in drama school. Yeah. So we will move on because it's a good segue because we're talking about the countryside. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, you've never really seen it, have you? No, no, not very often. No, the, um, the only times I ever see anything even resembling the countryside is uh, a few years ago when I went to France with school. And then we went to like a countryside part of France. and uh, But that was really, really briefly as we were on a bus just driving past <laughs> So, the only so you're looking out the window going, geez, this is going back in time right now. <laughs> where, where did they take the, the buildings? Do you remember where that was in France? Um, no, I won't be able to. I bet, I bet it was the French part of France. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> somewhere around, somewhere there, around yeah. there. It's the quite French. a big area of it, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's surprising how French France is. It is, isn't it? It is, yeah. When you get there, you're kind of shocked by it, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, did you get drunk? I was with school, so uh, no. no. Oh, right. Well, I didn't stop, that, that didn't stop that any of us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, drunk on life and, and good air. You know what? Yes, yes. I yeah, was yeah. drunk on life, good air, and not a little bit of alcohol. No, no, sorry. Not for me. Yeah. When we went to Germany, the drinking age was 16, so we were sorted. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a good job you went when you were 24 then. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, going back to the countryside... So this, the uh, the second, well, the third real thing we got you both to do was visit the uh, brilliant Avoncroft Museum. Indeed. Yeah. Situated near Bromsgrove, mm. a museum of uh, historic buildings, which is very, it's quite an amazing place, isn't it? It's a living museum. It is a living museum. So, you know, not just the buildings, they've got all the stuff going on, all the people there, yeah, showing it. you around, doing archery and stuff. Yeah, we never got a chance to uh, stick around and have a go. But no, we didn't. We didn't get a chance to put a target on your, your back, did we, Pete? 
No, you were hoping, weren't we you? We were. We were saying, like, we've got this, uh, it's called drive-by archery. And what we'll do is, right, we'll get people in go-karts, and as you walk past, they have a pop shot at you in the target. I thought it was a new sport. I think we, we're going to put that into the triathlon in the Olympics. Yeah, it's a um, of It does, doesn't it? I think it's very modern. I feel like Peter might get overworked, though, if we only have Peter to have the target and uh, everybody shoots their arrows. Yeah, but that's part of fun. That's true. But there's a lot it's of me, to be fair. It wouldn't be a difficult <laughs> shot. There's if, a lot yeah, of... if we had Shaq... <laughs> there's a lot of Peter to go around. Yeah. So anyway, um, the Avoncroft. So I remember when we touched down, uh, well, more like stepped off the uh, train platform in the middle of Bromsgrove. And uh, how did you feel, Shaq? Because that Ooh. was quite... It's quite different for you, wasn't it? Ooh, that was um it felt like I'd gone deaf for a moment. The only times <laughs> the only times I really heard anything was when somebody spoke to me. Yeah. And I'd never experienced that before in my life. And I was actually when saw me, I was actually losing my mind. Yeah, yeah, you're quite stunned. Actually by going it. Insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause uh that's the thing, because it's kind of my territory, the countryside. Yeah. And uh when we when we got there it was like I feel like I can't really know the reverse of it, both you and Wynn can sort of set this up but me and Peter kind of from the boonie towns of, yeah. of the UK um, so yeah it was quite interesting to see your reaction where's everyone where's the sounds I can't hear anything there's no traffic or nothing there's no one screaming no one's smashing a shot window down the road um, <laughs> I was no alarms yeah yeah no alarms are going off what's yeah. going on so yeah basically from there we went off to the Avoncroft and what an what an interesting day that was. The weather was pretty sketchy, wasn't it? We didn't know if it was going to rain or sun or anything. We got luckier than we have done on other days. That's true. That is true. And just to set up Avoncroft, that is kind of an area that you solo explore. Yeah. You can walk anywhere and check out whichever historical building you want to go and see. Yeah. And it's sort of set up like a kind of, almost like a... Um, a, quite an amazing sort of medieval stroke Victorian town. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of history going on. A lot of events go off there as well, weddings and uh, functions for businesses and stuff. But um, it's quite crazy because I was saying to uh, Simon, who was our contact at the Avoncroft, and uh, I was saying to him that I think I first ever went there when I was like six years old. And at the time, I remember... I thought it had just opened, but what do I know? I'm six years old. And um, Simon reassured me it's been there for quite a long time, <laughs> longer than my life. Um, and basically I was saying to him, well, I remember getting there and everything was shut except for the the windmill, which is like this beautiful windmill that mm. they have. And actually, I remember at the time they'd just sort of refurbed a lot of it and it was working as an active mill and they were making flour there. So... Uh, a flour mill um and i was telling him like when i when we got there because it i i don't know if it, the ownership had changed i don't know um if a lot of things were still being refurbed at the time but i remember it being a reopening ceremony um if it wasn't an opening ceremony because <laughs> i said I, I was there on the first day and he goes oh really you look <laughs> you look a lot younger than 50 years and i'm like oh oh yeah. He was just being kind. He you? was being kind. I mean, you know, I, I did say, like, well, I use oil of ole twice a day. Um, because you're worth it. Because I'm worth it. That, ooh, that's Maybelline. Um, so, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Why are we spinning through the makeup rituals? Um, so, it's yeah. It's one of Shaq's favourite subjects. It is, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> He's looking very pretty today. Well, you know, I had to make sure that my lipstick matched, but I'm not wearing lipstick. I'm not actually wearing <laughs> Please do not let that go. And if you are, it's on your ears and I can see it. So that's not where it goes. Lipstick, right? The direction is in the title. Mm. Yeah. So don't put it on your ears, kids. Okay. Uh, stick it to your lips instead. That's an ear stick that you use for your ears. Um, so, yeah, or a gear stick. You just take just take the gear the the G off the gear off gear stick, that's wrong. The G off ear stick. The, the G Ah Ah I've lost my thoughts. I've gone mad. No, okay. just being a dipstick. I am, yeah. Yeah. Any old stick will do. Um so yeah, we're back in the Avencroft and well we had we had quite a fun time there because again you didn't have a lot to do, did you, Shaq? We sort of left you in the centre of the field. To be honest, I haven't had a lot to do for this entire uh, production, and I couldn't be happier because I'm so, <laughs> I'm so nervous about these sort of things. So even the small little parts I've got to do, I feel like I'm going to screw them up. So, wow, um, we're working you in slowly, and yeah. it's actually quite encouraging because mm-hmm. you're actually uh, the sanest person on the set. <laughs> um, apart, from, apart from the uh, the lipstick on your ears. Yeah. Um should really get that off. Yeah, you should, yeah. Uh, it's this different kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, so, Pete, what was your thoughts? Had you ever seen it before, heard of it before? No, um, I mean, we've got the Black Country version, but no, I did not know it was there. Yeah. And it was it was brilliant. Um, really interesting place. Well, the one thing was the, um, the phone boxes. Mm-hmm. A little special exhibition. Mm-hmm. And you, you know you're getting old. When they've got old phone boxes and you look and think, oh, I've used those. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what's really funny is I think the one, because um, you were studying one that I think looked like it was from France back in the old uh, 90s or something, from a surface station in France, and you lifted it up and it had a dial tone. Yeah. So it's still yeah. in operation. <laughs> so it's kind of an interactive garden of phone booths, isn't it? Like. I, I thought it was quite fascinating, really, because, again, it's almost like you see these phone booths, even in Birmingham still, there's, like, probably about five around. Yeah. But most of them are sort of, like, been torn out. Mm-hmm. They've turned them into cash machines? Most yeah, of them. sometimes they're cash machines. Sometimes they're a relic, where yeah. it's just basically where you go if it rains. <laughs> but it's quite sad to see it, because I always remember, um, obviously, like, way before um, everyone had a cell phone. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Being a bit older, or a mobile um, for the British, or a, mo- or, or a mobile for the British. We call Wait, them cellulars. Didn't always have mobile phones. No, what? they didn't. know. Um, in the eighties, they were the same size as Pete's head. Oh, okay. So uh, okay. you wouldn't want to carry that around with you. They also yeah, I'd have the battery on a backpack. Yeah, yeah. You're like a Ghostbuster. Yeah, you had to plug your entire back to the wall to use it. Um, <laughs> insane. I didn't have a, my own mobile phone until I was eighteen. Until I got. England. Seriously, yeah. I had my first. I borrowed my mom's. <laughs> yeah, and I had my first one when I was sixteen, and mm. it was rubbish. Mm. My first one had an aerial, but yeah. that was a Little Mermaid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little uh, dangly thing. Well, yeah. I, I just think you got the uh, vintage Little Mermaid mobile phone because that's definitely what you would do. <laughs> Is this the part where I say under the sea? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if, if you really want to, I mean, no one provoked you, um, but. <laughs> But yeah, um, mobile phones under the sea, not very good. Mm. I've got to be honest, just to take you totally literal for a second. <laughs> uh, 
if you try and use most mobile phones and just see they uh, they tend to fail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like my new one's waterproof, so we're all good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always say that, and then at the small print at the bottom, it's like <laughs> up to five meters. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Wait, what? Or, what kind of water? Or salt, or salt water, <laughs> yes. which pretty much destroys anything electrical. So. Uh, that's a good information. This is a very knowledgeable episode, this is. <laughs> it is. So, um, yeah, so I have no idea. We're, we're, we've got to go backtrack. So the phone booth. And you found the, uh, the dial tone. Standard uh, practice. I think that's the area you're meant to phone a cab from when you're leaving the Avoncroft, don't you think? Well, it doesn't help that it was French, so... Yeah, it does, not it? The taxi yeah. would take a little while to yeah, arrive. Yeah. Um, especially when you get the quote that it's about a couple of grand yeah. from <laughs> Paris to... Uh, Bromsgrove. But that's... That's a song, isn't it? From Paris to Bromsgrove. Um, I highly doubt it. And if it is a song, it's done no business for the actual towns or city of Paris and Bromsgrove. But yeah, so the Avoncroft. And the thing that was quite cool is, and just to give everyone a bit of respect at the museum, they were very good to us. And they uh, brought us in. I think they were a bit worried at the old tourist shop when we turned up, eh? Yeah. Because we did look a bit out of town. <laughs> Bringing the international people, half of us in sort of partial costume, and the woman behind the old desk there, she was great. She kind of reminded me a lot of my uh, mum's friends. Yeah, I thought things were going to go a lot worse. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was quite an interesting thing. Um, but one thing that I thought was great about them is they, they let us stay around till till well after closing, which, yeah. was, really, yeah. which was really cool. And... and I think that it's it's kind of place, especially if you're coming into the UK um, and you want to see, I guess for me, if I go to sort of Asia, I want to see the temples. I want to see the old stuff. I don't want to see the cities. I've seen cities. Cities mm. are cities. Mm. Of course, they are fantastic cities in Asia, but you kind of want to see the old stuff. You want to see the things that you have in that kind of fantasy mind of, oh, you know, when you go to, say, Japan, you want to see tons of samurai stuff when you go to hong kong you want to see all the martial art temples and this sort of stuff um in england i feel like people want to see harry potter because of course he's a, a monarch at the moment isn't he mm. yeah um he's basically the queen standing and he does a lot of functions especially international and when there's a crisis of someone trying to take over the world harry potter's our guy and we send him out to battle them with a stick i mean a wand it's a gear problem. stick. Yes. Correct. An ear stick. An ear stick. <laughs> or a gear stick without the G. Finally, I said it. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I think yeah. you might be getting confused between Harry's. I oh, need to break it. Oh, you're absolutely correct. It's not Harry Potter. You are right. The it's, ginger one isn't magic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, keep, I always get them confused. Because uh, you know, is 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 either the uh, is it the wise wisely kid? What was it? Weasley. Weasley. Weasley is a Weasley kid, mm. and Harry Potter combined is yeah. Prince Harry, basically, yeah, <laughs> and he's a ninja marine. Yeah. So what are you laughing at? He's legitimately a ninja marine. And isn't he a war hero or a veteran? Yeah, he's yeah. Basically Captain America. He's or Captain and he's America. done. He's done. He's done time on a badge, which means him he's eligible to fly planes. Yes. Correct. He's yeah. he's multi talented. So yeah. big props to you, Prince Harry of well Potter. I mean, of where's he from? London, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> Harry of something. But we we're all big fans of the monarchy, aren't we? Indeed. Yes. Yes. Love the uh, the, the Queen and um, God save her and um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm very nationalistic of you. Patriotic, I should say. Nationalistic, probably the wrong word. Um, well, it's okay. I've said enough wrong words today. Um, so let's get back on topic. So I think that if you are international coming into uh, the Midlands, the Avoncroft's a really good place because not only is it sort of uh, in an area that's very historical, be it Bromsgrove as a place, um, it's also connected to Worcester and the Worcestershire kind of history trail. But Avoncroft, it's it's very cool because it's it's very low-key. So if you really want to have your time to walk around and enjoy it, it's almost like going to Stratford without the hubbub. Yeah. So you get to really experience something without being swarmed by mass people. Of course, still go to Stratford because it's a great place too. But the Avoncroft is special in that way. I and think it's at least it's, 20 minutes outside of Birmingham as well. It is, yeah. So it's in a great location. You can find it when you... Uh, you know, online quite easily, good website, yep. and they're just great people. We mentioned about going to see the canals if you're visiting Birmingham. You can go to Bromsgrove and Avoncroft via canal, so if you have Correct. a canal holiday... that is true. It's, it's a good stop for you on mm. a canal holiday. And the toy shop is brilliant. Loads of cool stuff at the toy shop. Mm. But there you go. No, it's a great place, and everyone's friendly, and there's a great tea room as well. Really cool kind of like Victorian theme. I'm going to guess it's a Tudor sort of building but yeah. it's a victorian themed yeah. uh, i believe tea house but it was great and everyone's kind of casual there and it really is good that you can sort of take yourself on a tour and ask for tours because the way it works is kind of stop at a building and there's someone working a building that will explain it to you but you don't have to join any tourist queues or anything like that it's all mm-hmm. as and when you want it so it's a go with the flow a bit like you were saying with the black country museum which yeah. is a similar thing um a, a different era yeah. But a similar thing. So it's it's cool if you're listening in from sort of the US or throughout Europe and Asia. If you want to see uh, British history without having to feel the pressure of like lining up for half a day, Avoncroft is really good. And uh, same as the Black Country. We'll give a shout out to that, Pete, because that's your neck of the woods. Indeed. So, what gave it away? Um, nothing. Probably the size of your toes. But anyway... <laughs> um, <laughs> Keep it together, chef. So from Avoncroft, which we had a great day filming, we moved into our current nightmare of our week, which is very, which is very uh, present. Uh, we started off, if you guys remember, at the quite fantastic building of the Cube in the centre of Birmingham, near insane. the mailbox. Absolutely insane. The view from the top of that place was crazy. Yeah. Once again, we got Shaq as high up as we possibly <laughs> yeah. could. Um, it's, it's important to state that... Uh, when planning this, we like to uh, get Shaq over his fears. Coming to you next week from Big Ben. Well, <laughs> we're going to. We're obviously going to do an episode of what does grass look like from seventy five thousand meters <laughs> up in the sky, and a parachute. <laughs> but anyway, so we were in the cube, and it's at the top, which is uh, by I think connected to. The Marco Pierre White restaurant is there's a terrace bar area. It's part of the Hotel Indigo. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we we had the kind offer to film there from 10 till 12 yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, of course, <laughs> when we arrived there, it was sunny. Uh, it was a good day. You were blown away by the view, weren't you? Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of got, like, it's very similar to the W in uh, in Hollywood, like, mm-hmm. as, as a vibe, yeah. that place. Um, but it's hip. yeah very kind of uh, yeah, very hip. But it's very, it's got that kind of LA chic, and then you've got the kind of, I would guess the LKF, Lan Kwai Fong, feel 
of uh, mm. all the party places in Hong Kong. Mm. But it's it's it was kind of cool because we got there early when everyone was setting up. We had the uh, the bar uh, corner there on the terrace, and again we were setting up, ready to film. We started filming, and within twenty minutes. Rain came, didn't it? I think we got two takes in, didn't we? I, yeah, we we pretty much got about two angles, two takes, mm-hmm. uh, and Shaq was basically being our uh, our umbrella yeah. for 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 the crew, weren't yeah. you? I was making sure that um, none of the equipment got wet. Yeah, poor wind up. didn't get wet. <laughs> sure <laughs> but it sort of came out of nowhere. We had like, and then it rained pretty much predominantly. We I think we stopped filming as the rain got so bad about eleven. Yeah. Or eleven twenty or something like that. Yeah. And then it rained constantly until twelve thirty. So we'd missed our line of the location. Fantastic. Well it took us a while to set up. So we actually only had maybe fifteen minutes of actual filming and then it started raining. Yeah, really badly. And it, it again, this is a British summer. Um <laughs> where, you know, you get the uh blue skies and then five seconds later it's the end of the world, <laughs> pretty much. So we're standing completely exposed to the elements and decided we should probably wait till the rain stops, which, again, my experience, and Win will vouch for this, is we've filmed in temples in Hong Kong, where you'll have a similar thing. It's a bit like your experience when you go to Florida, Pete, <clears throat> where you have tropical weather. So you'll have a beautiful day, then the rain will come out of nowhere, just like here, but it's very quick very fast it'll rain for about five minutes then it's gone right it always reminds me of the wayne's world scene where it's like they're playing ice hockey in the street and the car comes and it's game off game on you yeah know? the weather is kind of that so you will have torrential rain for possibly maximum five minutes and it will be torrential really really thick rain and then it'll be sunny again great and all of this and when we were filming in the temple in hong kong i had to get a high shot so i'm holding the tripod high and it was like lightning storms kicked off. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking I'm going to look like Thor in a minute. This stuff's going to just work through me and I'm going to be the god of lightning. All that's left of me is my slippers. And <laughs> basically, not as dramatic as that, but in England, you have the weather changes, but the rain lasts forever. Yeah. We had a good two hours, didn't we? Yeah. We couldn't, couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, but we had we had some nice times in the hotel. We met a nice French man, didn't we? Indeed. It was very cool. And uh, I said, make sure you enjoy your British summer, of which you ran off. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of cool, though. Um, we then had to renegotiate because that was pretty much the only setup we had for that yeah. day. And in typical filmmaking fashion... I just want to add that I had looked for a number of places the day before, like maybe 10 or 12. Mm -hmm. But because it's a Saturday during summer, pretty much everyone is getting married and locations locations are being booked for weddings. So we'd like to congratulate everyone on uh, (laughs) last last Saturday (laughs) for your your wedding. Uh, we'd like to be, make it to all of your weddings but I'm sure you had a great time anyway yeah but one thing that is funny is the amount of weddings that did kick off Saturday might be a national uh, movement to get all weddings on one day to have national wedding anniversary day that would be a good gimmick wouldn't it um, definitely but, help with my memory so yeah yeah, 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 it was, yeah. Remember, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but anyway so Birmingham became a hot spot of weddings that day well not just Birmingham the whole Midlands mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah, we had to move location and we ummed and ahed it. And as we walked into the centre of Birmingham, and this is just how things are, and it's the uh, ironic thing called life, 
we walked straight through into uh, appreciating Jamaica, didn't we? Yes, yes, it was um, Jamaican Independence Day in Birmingham. And uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of food, um, a lot of uh, just happiness, just uh, great music, fun times. Everybody was excited and um, it was a really great time. Really, yeah, really great time it was, it was live reggae. A lot of uh, amazing food was going on, a lot mm-hmm. of... Uh, just incredible. It's kind of like, um, again, just to throw out the tourism here, if you ever enter Birmingham at sort of Christmas period, just before Christmas, we have a German market here. And very randomly throughout the year, we have a couple of things like uh, food festivals and such um, that sort of happen around Victoria Square in the centre of Birmingham. But the this was possibly my first time to witness the uh, Jamaican Appreciation Day. And what was kind of cool about that is it actually was the same scale or near enough the same scale of the German market. And I just thought it would be better at Christmas if we could get jerk chicken yeah. and like avoid, you know. I mean, I do, but... Um... Well, of course. <laughs> well, get I'm, tons of it. I'm just going to go to your house then. Like, <laughs> not just for Christmas. Yeah. But it's it was just really cool to see that and that and that and the the ironic thing is as we walk down there the skies open up again blue skies all the warmth comes back up yeah. and we're like well we missed our deadline it's now half twelve can't go back so we'll keep going forwards yeah but that was crazy and I just want to give a shout out to that because that was really awesome to see that and mm-hmm. when people are worried so much about the world right now the cynical views and stuff it was actually really cool to see that 100% well, just seeing just seeing everybody happy uh, dancing um, there was an older old Jamaican man that was just dancing to himself you know yeah. uh, vibing and on a normal day, everybody would look at him and be like, he's crazy. Yeah. But because he's in this setting, everyone's like, he's having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually the trendsetter. Yeah. He's the guy that you shove out at the beginning of a race to set the pace. That's yeah. that guy. But it was it was amazing. Like, just crazy cool to see. And hopefully, um, that'll be the first of many to come. Um, it's the first time I've witnessed it. Definitely. But I think it's, it's probably been one of the most successful things I've had in the centre of Birmingham for a while. So that was cool to see. Moving away from that, we had that kind of eureka to knock on a few doors. It was kind of <laughs> biblical at this point. We were looking for room at an inn, yeah. quite literally. And in we went. There's a lot of inn puns here. Um, and we went into one inn, and we inquired, and then we went out of the inn. It gets confusing. No, I just want to give a shout out because we will be returning back there on Tuesday to the Brewdog flagship pub in Birmingham. A uh, nice, nice man, James. Uh, I can't say too much about him today because I'll bring him up next time. But basically, James on the fly accommodated us almost straight away. And Brewdog are, for the people who don't know, basically an independent uh, producer of beer. Yeah. Which is Pete's favourite thing, isn't it? Yeah. Big fan of Brewdog as well. Yeah. It's an IPA, I believe. But it's IPA amongst other well, things. Well, IPA is the um, the one that you'll generally get. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it everywhere from you know Britain to Latvia. Yeah. Um, it's a proper international one now. Yeah. Um, but they've 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 got tons of different beers. Yeah, I think the base. I'm I might be wrong, but I believe it's correct. Is in Scotland. But yes. the um the concept of Brewdog is it's part of these chain of IPA makers, which has become real hip especially in Los Angeles. If you go to LA now, everyone's sort of, and they don't know this in LA, but I'm going to throw it out there. The LA hipsters have evolved to a British gentleman from the 1940s or 50s, you know? 
So the old handlebar moustache, strongman look and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor's a good example of the look. Yeah. <laughs> and um, shout out to Conor McGregor. Hope you beat Floyd Mayweather. Wicked. Only because, you know, we're, we we want the new to take over the old, don't we, Shaq? Yeah. That's definitely. what you're hoping for. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you were making that point about the handlebar uh, moustaches yeah. as well. Um, there was a, a a guy, I can't remember what his name was, but he was um, he a really, really hard man, but he went to jail. And he ran the jail, basically. Yeah, like you're, talk, you're talking about um, you're talking about who uh, Tamadi is portraying in yeah. Charlie Bronson. That's Bronson, yeah, That's yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So uh, big plug in to Charlie Bronson. Totally off topic, but you can see how it all goes from here. Um, yeah, but no, you're right. That that yeah. kind of strongman look, not the shave, that massive muscular frame, um, but that kind of era. You're yeah. absolutely right. Um, has become the hipster look. Now, so it's very vintage, very sepia photographs where your granddad's mates were fishing, you know, once upon a time. Um, it's that kind of look, and it's blowing my mind because when we were in LA, I was just walking down the street going, Am I in novelty Britain right now? It's it's like literally all of the uh Cascale places and all of these things, they're they're the hip thing, yeah. and of course, when you live in our area, this area, and you go to Worcester, it's always been that that's been how Worcester's been from time immemorial. But Brewdog is like a new wave of revolution. It's kind of not only is it great beer, but in the pub itself, they do a, a vegan spread menu. They yeah. do organic food only. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really awesome to see it. It's, it's a cool place. So we will talk about that more next time because uh, obviously we'll return now on Tuesday. But then we turn around a corner um, because basically we had to leave the Brewdog because of the... Um, you know, manic nature of lunch on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were just picking up all kinds of sounds and stuff like this. So we'll return there. But then we walk around a corner to a very special place, a place that's featured on a lot of TV shows in the UK. It's actually a Victorian era pub mm-hmm. right down the street from the Alex Theatre in Birmingham. Uh, it's called the Victoria, which defines a lot of things about it. Um, again, it's a revived kind of pub. It's been um, real ale. Yeah, again, it's that kind of real ale, um, cascale kind of hipster yeah. hipster hangout. But it's very it's very pivotal to the rock scene in Birmingham. There's a lot of bands that still work through uh, Victoria, and the management there saved our life. I can't I can't put it pretty much better than that. Um, I'll give a shout out to Darren, and he let us use the function room upstairs, which is where the bands play. Mm-hmm. And what a place, eh? Yeah, it was really, really crazy to see. Like, um, there was a lot of the things that was supposed to be in our show. So, um, like, uh, the backdrop, yeah. where it said the um, Devil's Cut, it, um, yeah. it segued into what a lot of we were doing. It was really, really great to see. And the location was perfect. Yeah, perfect I think I think you nailed it on the head, actually, mm-hmm. Shaq, because it's almost like we didn't lose faith at all that day. I think the brief um, experience in Jamaica helped lift us, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. And from that, we just got magic juju, and we literally walked into this place, and it was, as you said, perfect. Yeah. It was, it, it, and that's the thing about Birmingham. It's like one thing I'm noticing is the kindness, really. The kindness, especially when it's an independently uh, run organization, um, the kindness is, is, is amazing. Well, yeah, we walked in within five minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, go for it. Didn't ask us for anything. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a nice example of art supporting art. Yeah. You know, because um, these guys are artists and they're in their in their pub. Yeah. The the artist intent, uh, sort of mind of all of the ales they serve and and helping the underdog is their job, but they really came through for us. So we have to give props to them. 
Victoria's good. We'll have Darren on the show at some point to talk to you all about the Victoria, I'm sure. I think it's a haunted place, so that could be quite fun to discuss. It's definitely haunted now, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, <laughs> I left a part of myself being on. Yes, you did, yeah. <laughs> all the ghosts that's following you. Um, yeah. So, overall, did you have a good time this week? 100%. Good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of good fun. It was... um. A lot of travelling, like I saw different type, uh, parts of Birmingham that I would never get to see mm-hmm. normally, I'll always appreciate you guys for that, and um, yeah, it was just crazy, like um, I got to see uh, my people at the Jamaican festival, I got to see the top of a really expensive hotel, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it closing, how was your week Pete, was it good, you had hey, a good time? Fantastic, it, especially yesterday, Yeah, it's the first time that I felt fully comfortable, Yeah, because was, you were in like, a pub. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That always helps. Yeah, that does help. <laughs> you wouldn't let me behind the bar, though. No one would let you behind the bar. No one. You've got a sanction against you. Mate. It's international. But no, I think, I, I, just to give you guys a bit of feedback on, on just watching your journeys as well, it has been quite a fascinating thing. I think you're right, Pete, in the sense you ca- you're coming into your own. It's, it's, and, you know, this is the exciting thing about no one's going to see this for, for a while yet yeah. before the series comes out, but... It's been quite an adventure because it's an improv thing because it is random. I'm very proud of both of you. You know, I'll take this opportunity now just because in four weeks' time, you'll probably all be throwing chairs at my face. But um, <laughs> no, I think it's been great. It's been what it's been awesome to watch you blow up into like this confidence and uh, your timing's fantastic, Pete, to be honest. Um, what I mean by that is you're always here on time. Unlike Shaq, um, who's <laughs> um, constantly getting lost and uh, <laughs> taking his time. I mean, uh, that's my character. I know, you know, I I know. Call... You're a method. You're a method actor. Exactly, that's right. exactly. I would say you're a method man, but I don't think you're part of the Wu-Tang Clan. No, so anyway, no, sadly, look, sadly. we're losing win. Win's now laughing in the background. See, we always have to jolt win with comedy juice. Otherwise, she is uh, asleep, aren't you? I'm just in the background listening. <laughs> <laughs> She's but, but that's also true as well. I feel like Win is really the glue that holds everything together because you're the um, you're the idea. I'm the opposite of glue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the. Uh, I know what you're saying. You're the guy we got from the jungle who's uh, who's foaming at the mouth and possibly got 500 things wrong with his brain. Yeah, thanks for that, Chef. That's good promo. Well, what was this quickly trying to say was that. Um, you are like, uh, like Wynn told me, you're a perfectionist, you're um, very creative and um, you've got things in your head that you need to get out. It's a, lo- it's a little bit like writing a book. You've got everything in your head, but you're not exactly sure how you're going to write it. But Wynn is the person that writes it for you and yeah. it all just comes yeah. together perfectly. Yeah, so big props to Wynn, who's Definitely. asleep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, she did, yeah. On that note, thanks, thanks for the compliment, Shaq. It's very nice to be... Uh, told you that a wild beast from the jungle and, <laughs> and that wins glue so it's it's all good basically what i was trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wild beast and, wild uh, beast and wins glue um, it's the yeah. makings of a perfect partnership yeah yeah so on that note which is possibly uh b flat I, I like the black notes yeah. i thought it was c sharp no it could be it oh. could be uh it depends which way you hold the keyboard around um or piano i often play piano on the ceiling it's just different mm. So on those notes, we almost got a symphony. It's time for us to wrap the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Cheers, everyone. Say goodbye. Yeah.
So that goes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm going to be doing this a lot more often. I'm sorry that I missed the few, first few weeks, but um, I'm here now. All right. Thank you very much. I'm out. I'm done. Over to you, Win. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash male demon, M-A-I-L-D-E-M-O-N. Or follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. Send in your questions, comments, and we'll see you next week.